catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, let's go. Welcome into Jaybird Watching with Adam Corsair and Craig Borden. Gentlemen, how are you doing? What's going on? Same old, same old, man. Did you uh, almost forget who was on the show there for a second? <laughs> nope. I just <laughs> nice and slow, you know. Okay. Sometimes when I'm in the hosting duties, I get on edge and I really sit up. And then I notice I'm just like, oh, what? Like, chill out. Relax a little bit. Enunciate. Yeah. Yeah. the shoulders. Enunciate. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you got it. Down pat. But guys, you know, since the last time we recorded, I'll be honest, there hasn't been a whole lot of Blue Jays news and whatnot to report, but there is some stuff happening around the team um, and not directly related to the on-field product, more so behind the scenes. And that would be one of Mark Shapiro, the team's current president and CEO. Uh, he uh, doesn't have a contract. It's set to expire. It's set to expire at the end of 2020. We do know uh, from earlier in the season that Ross Atkins had his extended, I believe, by another year or two. Uh, but Shapiro's is set to expire. Uh, after five years with this team, he took over at the end of 2015, and it is now the end of 2020, which is crazy, or almost the end of 2020. Thank goodness. Adam, I'll start with you. Mark Shapiro's contract is set to expire. Do you see him getting another contract? If so, when would you expect it to be announced? And for how much longer do you think that this regime is owed uh, or deserves from the body of work that they've put in with this team since taking over? Uh, it will definitely happen. Um, I don't think there's a doubt in anybody else's mind. I don't think there's a threat that he's going to go elsewhere. Um, although the Blue Jays are pretty tight-lipped when it comes to rumors of you know, personnel going elsewhere, mm-hmm. um, if there was uh, another team seeking out Shapiro's talents or services, I think we would know about it. Um, I think that would have been leaked by now, at least. Um, having said that, I, I consider this to be a slam dunk. It will. It's probably just something that they're waiting for maybe this World Series to subside. Wouldn't be surprised if it just already happened. Honestly, wouldn't. Um, and he's kind of being tight-lipped about it until the World Series ends. Um, if I were a betting man, which only on Sundays I am, um, <laughs> I would would say that um, it would probably be for another five years. So making this a total of a decade, um, Atkins would, of course, continue to be the GM of the team. Um, And I think this time it's the first five years was all about a rebuild, was all about restocking the farm. The next five years is going to have a World Series goal in mind. 
Um, I would not surprise me if maybe not in writing, because obviously I think it's a little unfair for an ownership to say, hey, if you don't win a World Series, we're not renewing your contract. That's you know a lot of variables in baseball. Um, so I think there will be the goal at least to push for the World Series. I think starting now, once we find out that this contract has been signed, an extension has been made, I think you're going to see this uh, front office be way more aggressive. It's going to be uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing compared to the first five years. And uh, if that happens, get ready and buckle up. I'm excited. So um, to the short answer, the TLDR version of this answer, yes, I do think it's going to happen. Wouldn't surprise me if it already has. Five years. Craig? Five years sounds about right, guys. I really think that's a nice little sweet spot there for them to be able to hit with that. You know, like you said, um, Adam, this has been the story of this team so far is to build, 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 right? Now you have probably one of the best foundations for a major league baseball organization in all of baseball. You're talking about we have some killer young talent up in Toronto ready to start mashing. And that's on both sides of the ball for the most part, because you yeah. got to talk that Neil Pearson and company are starting to come out of their shell a little bit here to, you know, into the professional mold. And Vladdy, Biggio, and Bichette are just on fire, not to mention the Loris Gurriels and everybody else. So this is a solid team that has gotten minor league depth up to crazy. I think the next part of this is in the five years goal here, if you're talking about dynasty, 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 guys. This is the chance that Cleveland screwed up in the 90s. And when you had Albert Bell and everybody on that team, the Indians should have been one of the teams that ran away with it for the better part of the late 90s into the early millennium, and they didn't go anywhere. Come on, guys. This is a team that nobody even talked about that had Jim Tomei on it for years, right? Sure. <laughs> and yeah. those guys were in that office. Do you think they want to have that repeat of the dynasty it never was, which actually was a Major League Baseball Network freaking special about yeah. the, the Cleveland Indians? That was what it was called, the dynasty that never was. <laughs> so peaking against the Marlins in that one World Series where they lost. <laughs> I don't see that being where this team goes over the next five years, but I do expect them, probably starting as early as next season, to be really pushing the envelope to the point where they're actually in that conversation. Yeah, we got a little bonus playoff appearance this year. That was some nice, you know, confidence building or more or less uh, chip on their shoulder, I would think at this point. Those guys are hungry and want to win. I don't see them all sitting back. And if you throw a couple key pieces in this, this even this season could have been a lot different. So 2021 is the start of what we, I would think what you see the pocketbook, the whatever you want to call it, you know, playing with all the tools in the toolbox kind of thing going on with this management and signing Shapiro to a good extended deal for that is a huge piece. You, you hear him in his interviews lately. He doesn't expect to go anywhere. He sounds like he's never even like you. I don't think if anybody was not talking about it or knew like we do that his contract actually is up, that there would even be a talking point to this because exactly. he just looks like he's sitting there and he's ready to rake it in and keep going with this team. And I give him all the credit in the world because I think they built a hell of a team here and the people around his office and on the field are doing a hell of a job to getting this team back to the World Series. Yeah, well, well said, guys. I, I agree with you. I It caught me off guard today because I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that his contract wasn't extended. Like, I'm just sitting there being like, oh, okay. So mm -hmm. there's some work to do uh, in the front office, especially in the upper echelons of the front office. Uh, ben Nicholson-Smith, guys, when this 
I wouldn't say broke, but when this was a talking point, because Mark Shapiro had uh, a presser or Zoom availability with the Toronto media today, he said, quote, I want to be here, dot, dot, dot. I want to finish the job. He later went on to say, I think the resources are going to be there for us to add in a meaningful way. Now, let's go back to when this team, when these guys took over, right? Because, look, there were some people on my timeline after this stuff started getting retweeted and Blue Jays fans were offering their opinions, being like, oh, of course, like, why? And just people being upset. And I still feel it started to swing a little bit more in Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro's favor, the perception from this fan base. But there's still a very solid portion who remain in favor of Alex Anthopoulos and are still upset that that whole team from 2015 and 2016 got stripped down to its bare bones in 2017 and 2018 and 2019. With that being said, give me one reason each or or however many reasons you want. And Craig, I'll start with you this time as to why people should, A, believe that quote from Shapiro, that there will be the resources there to add in a meaningful way, because I'm not sure if people still fully buy that because they've heard it before or heard a whole bunch of lip service before and off seasons past and it hasn't happened. We kind of got a taste of it last year, but give me the reason why they should do this now and why it will happen. Just to throw it out there, as far as Blue Jays history is concerned, do you guys ever remember a time where we just like, oh, you know what? Money. Toss, 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 toss. <laughs> <laughs> the only 15. season. Yeah, there was that, but that was still through trades and stuff, though. Right. For the most part. I'm talking about just literally all free agent market. Go fucking nuts. The only time I can honestly think of that is when the year we signed Burnett. Yeah, and a, and BJ Ryan, Ryan. Yeah. only trade for loss, because yeah, exactly that that they went all in that off season and that, that, and that was a flawed team. I think that was extension? within a year of. I think so. The ten year extension because it was just after his rookie year. Yeah, that was two thousand four. That that he was he was a it was his big rookie breakout. Was yeah, and then JP gave him a ten year contract. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, speaking of how horrible, let's not go there. <laughs> but I just, I, 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 to me, it's exciting because I really don't think it's lip service. And I think what we, the biggest point to that is why would they went after rentals in a season that is a throwaway season in 60 games this year for a team that at the time was not even, were we 500 when they made those trades? Exactly 500? Yeah. And that was enough to push us into the playoffs and actually what could have been, you know, more or less, we could have been the team taking on the Indians and went to the next round just as easily as everybody losing to the Rays, except for the Dodgers so far. But that's starting to look a little rough already. (laughs) But um, I just don't see why they wouldn't be able to throw whatever they want on the field here. I really think that they have proven themselves being smart baseball people one way or the other, but I can see why people are having fun with the alternate timelines thing a little bit. It's like, okay, well, 2015, 2016 were great. Why couldn't the band just kept playing and, you know, done encore in 2017 and 18 with Antopolis. And I think that's really what it is. It's the, what could have been. And yeah, it sucked being crappy for a couple of years there, but think about that turnaround. You went from being a team that should have won the World Series probably or had a very, very crazy good chance in 2015 to a team. In 2016, guys, we we barely made it in. And we played very competitive baseball is the real reason that the Blue Jays were there. A chip on their shoulder and just said, we're going we're gonna to do something this year. It was really what it came out to be. Very different team in 2015 and 2016, regardless of the main players being there. But it, 
that's after the most ridiculous drought in freaking playoff history, it seems like. It, just the fact that it, yeah, I think that's why it was sour grapes for a lot of people. We finally were good. Why are we tearing this down again? Right. But we're not there that. This is this is going to be glorious Blue Jay baseball for the next few years, I think. I think so, too. Craig or Adam? I would say uh, a big reason why they will spend and will invest is, uh, I'll give you a number, 53.375. That's how much they have on payroll starting next year. That's <laughs> that's their payroll uh, in terms of committed money. Um, everything else is rookie contracts, right? So you have flexibility. You have a lot of flexibility. Um, obviously, the pandemic is going to change things in terms of financials, what they're allowed to spend. I, I'd imagine with the lost revenue of ticket sales and uh, concessions, all of that, uh, there's going to be a pretty significant hit. I'm not blind to that. Um, and we still don't know what's going to happen in terms of fan attendance next season. We still don't even know if the Blue Jays are going to play in Toronto next season. Um, I still think that right there is the biggest wild card. Yep, that's going to be huge. That is the biggest thing because it really would not shock me. that they. I think we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago. What is going to change in the next few months? They're going to be playing in Buffalo again, and completely fine by me watching the Yankees get pissed off every week game that they have to come yeah. play in Buffalo again. <laughs> it's either going to be Buffalo or Dunedin. Yep. Um, obviously, if, if things weren't terrible, Florida earlier in this pandemic, I think they would have been to Dunedin right away. Mm -hmm. um, because it's, they, I still wonder that. Oh, I mean, the true, but the clubhouse situation is still the same as the clubhouse situation. Yeah. That was my, my only wonder. Yeah, you know, it's not like they the other team has any training facilities or anything like you would in a major league ballpark. So yeah, yeah, and that stuff's that, already set up in Buffalo. The Blue Jays can't even train out at, at that ballpark. They still yeah. train over at the Bob Maddox uh, Training Center down the road. So, which both facilities are wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were fine beforehand, and then the then the upgrades ha happen. Maybe that is a true statement because it's okay. That happens. Maybe the training team plays over in, you know, you know, whoever the opposing team is plays over yeah. in the Phillies clubhouse, which is a whole 15 minutes away. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Sorry. No, 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 it's all good. It's, it's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on. Um, but if we're considering, you know, that low of committed money, which is relatively low, uh, prime opportunity to strike because with the key players of Cavan, Vlad, Lourdes, um, you have these play Bo, you have these players that aren't making a lot quite yet. Um, even Teoscar, if they want to pick up, uh, uh, what is it, an option for him um, or an arbitration year? Um, if that that being said, you know your committed money is going to stay low. You can spend that money. Now on the flip side, seeing a team like the Tampa Bay Rays make the World Series. <laughs> That's a really attractive thing. Which being. is the most ridiculous pace, pay gap in baseball history. That's what I'm like saying. You're seeing such a low committed payroll team dominate. That's very compelling to an ownership group. Very compelling. So I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Rogers is like, hey, do that. Do that over there. Like, you know, so yeah. um, obviously they have uh, a working relationship with Rogers, obviously. And they know what uh, their limitations are. Judging from what Atkins has said, they want to go for a, quote, super impact free agent, which is a funny way to put it. Um, <laughs> but let's not forget, they chased Ryu hard, right? They, they gave him the additional year. They said, screw it. Let, let's get in and let's compete. Um, 
wouldn't surprise me if they were aggressive in that pursuit for another free agent. Um, I'm sure that we'll have a future episode that will preview free agency and what we think the Jays will do. But I do think that it's not outside of the realm of possibility that if there is a free agent out there that says to them, hey, it's going to cost you maybe a fifth year, sort of like a Russell Martin situation. It's going to cost you a fifth year mm-hmm. with an extra uh, year of committed guaranteed money. The Blue Jays are, would go to Roger and say, this is what it's going to take to make us competitive. Maybe Rogers pulled the trigger. And the last thing I'm going to say is another big reason why I think this team will compete and will push for free agency, really make this competitive. It's two reasons. Maple Leafs, Raptors. Yeah. You don't want to be that team that falls behind. We're seeing the success of the Raptors pretty much, I don't want to say drive Toronto, but there is a reignited sense of pride for the Toronto Raptors and excitement for that team, right? And it's because they won a championship and it's because they're consistent playoff contenders. There's something to be said about that. That's lucrative in terms of the the fan base and what they're willing to spend their hard-earned dollars on. Same thing with the Maple Leafs. Even though they're not that great, it's the Maple Leafs. You're never going to abandon the Maple Leafs. The Blue Jays in 2015 and 16, you guys both know, crazy. From what I remember hearing, you couldn't find Blue Jays merchandise or you couldn't find a person without Blue Jays merchandise on their body. I think Rodgers kind of wants to go back to that, especially after losing a shit ton of dividends as a result of the pandemic. You want to sort of reignite that cash cow. What better way to do that than to create a winner? I think the biggest thing they're going to have to do here is they got to put a product on the field, especially if people are not coming. Guys, they're going to end up making all for the extended pandemic time here. Yes, I know that the Blue Jays are owned by the Rodgers Media Company that, you know, is sports, ESPN, everything, <laughs> but yeah. advertising, advertising, advertising. I feel funny saying like something from Spaceballs, merchandise, merchandise, merchandise. <laughs> so, but if you don't have something to get people to tune in, they're not going to make jack and shit for that advertising money at all, regardless True. of who is, you know, flipping the penny behind the day. You know, if they want to get into people's living rooms, they need to get people excited about this team and what better way to do that than like they've been saying, let's grab that impact free agent and run with this and or just throw prospects at whatever big prize you can get there. The team has made it abundantly clear in all the way of the Boba shot that they will figure out if you can add somebody that is going to make this a World Series championship team. They will play where they have to play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if Francisco Lindor shows up tomorrow. Would either of you be really shocked that Boba Shett's playing second or third base all of a sudden? No. no not at all. Wouldn't even shock me at all, especially when Biggio can play the other or yes. yeah. go in the outfield as needed. So, but there is no reason in hell that anybody should be, I don't think, expecting something. I really find it hard to believe they got this close, this close to running into the playoffs a little bit further. And if the playoff format holds in any shape or form, like we're going to talk about in a minute, there is no reason they shouldn't run with this at all. Yeah, no, I agree. Adam, Craig, you both make good points, especially on the fact that yes, uh, the Leafs uh, fan base has been reinvigorated back in 2015 and 2016 before the Leafs got Austin Matthews. There's a good argument to be made out of those three teams. The Leafs are at the bottom. Uh, People are giving up on them. Especially at the time. That's rare when the Leafs are at the bottom of the Toronto sports poll. The Raptors were probably second and the Blue Jays were first. Yes. And now there's a very good argument that it's reversed. I'd still say Leafs and Raptors up here and Blue Jays down here. And all that money is going to the same owner. MLSE owns every sports team in Toronto except for the Blue Jays. So you're going to have to get some of that money back. 
And yeah. you absolutely both make great points in the fact that a free agent or trade acquisition of a superstar, like they're saying they could add, like a Francisco Lindor, a Nolan Arenado, because we had that Nolan Arenado show. <laughs> Whoever it is, that will sell merchandise and jerseys, and it will get people to buy tickets, even if it's in limited capacity for the start of the season. And people are allowed to go. I guarantee you'll find people that will go to the game, and you'll sell out some of those limited capacity seats to go see that new player you get. 50,000-seat venue with 10,000 seats. Absolutely. That's enough social distancing, I think, that you'd be able to eventually be able to pull something off like that. Yeah, even if it's 8,000, 9,000, I would not be surprised. Obviously, it all depends on what plays out over the next few months, but I think we would have seen it a little bit this year in a full season with Ryu. There were a lot of jersey sales, a lot of excitement. There would probably be a crowd boost and bump whenever he pitched any given night, especially because of the Korean that's in Toronto. They Mm -hmm. have gone to see him play. So you guys are right. I think that there is reason to be optimistic about where this team is headed this offseason, I believe Marsha Pyro's words. But again, there's still these people, and I don't want to stay on Marsha Pyro for too long, but I think it's worth mentioning. There are still people who doubt him. Give me one reason, or multiple reasons, why you can understand why people are still a little bit guarded about trusting this front office, because people still have their walls up. Adam, is there anything that you could point to throughout these past five years that make people think, I'm not sure if I trust them quite yet. I still need to see a little bit more. Is there anything that stands out? Yeah, four out of five years of rebuild. Now, to a casual fan, rebuilding. And I wouldn't even say that the fifth year this past 2020 season was not still in line with the rebuild, but whatever. Um, You know, from 2016. It's a litmus test at minimum, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So 16, 17, 18, 19. There was a legitimate case for rebuilding and selling off assets, trading away assets. Now, to a casual fan, seeing... Players like Troy Tulowitzki not resigned, Russell Martin not resigned, uh, Josh Donaldson not resigned, being traded away for nothing, uh, Aaron Sanchez being traded away, Marcus Stroman being traded away, Jose Bautista not getting a new contract, Edwin not getting the contract. I can see why to casuals that fell in love with this team in 2015 are saying, this, <laughs> what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I can understand why that's such a culture shock and say, Anthopolis would never do that. He probably would, but Anthopolis would never do this, you know? So I can see why to a casual fan that is a little disheartening, especially when you're acquiring assets that you're not going to necessarily see for the next two, three years down the road um, at that time. So in that regard, in a limited understanding, and that's no insult to the to the casual fan. It's just the, obviously, by definition, casual fans don't do a deep dive into the research as to what they're going to get in terms of prospect capital. Um, I can understand why they'd be discouraged with the return, because when you look at football, when you look at basketball, the return is almost immediate, mm-hmm. right? If you trade for someone, that person's playing for your team right away. In baseball, it doesn't work that way. There's a little nuance, and, and there's a developmental factor to it. So... In that regard, I can see why a casual fan would say, I, I haven't seen the fruits of the labor. I haven't seen the, 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 the thing that was promised with this team being consistent contender. All this talk about 42 years of control. Well, I don't like that. I want to win. 2020 was a nice appetizer as to what's going to be. Right, 2020, and I can understand why people may not have been into the season because it's 60 games. It's kind of a mess. Expanded playoffs. I don't understand. I can understand why someone might not want to be invested in this past season. But if you weren't invested, it's unfortunate because it was a nice little taste as to what this front office could do to improve this team. And I think you should expect that maybe five or six, maybe tenfold coming into 2021. Ooh, yeah. tease me. 
<laughs> <laughs> anyway, I um one of our uh, fun-loving fans here, uh, James Savini. He actually mentioned that uh, Brendan, to your point, he wouldn't be shocked if some of the Rogers shares are sold to MLS at some point over the next few years. Possibly. And we didn't trade for nothing for Josh Donaldson. Julian right. Merriweather has turned into something pretty well, as what his other comment yes. was. So yes. thank no, you, that's... James, for his comments. Yes. Very true. I'm just saying, in terms of a casual fan at the time, yes. who the fuck was Julian Merriweather? Yeah. Now yeah. we're I like, I had Tommy John surgery. Don't worry. He's the bringer of K's guy. Come on, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Captain Spin. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Anything on that? I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Okay. Well, let's, let's move on then, guys. I don't want to exhaust it any further. Sure. Uh, it's touched on a few times already, so I'll just jump over to this one. Uh, Rob Manfred the other day, yesterday, whatever it was, uh, apparently is all but saying that the runner on second in extra innings is likely to remain in 2021 in the expanded postseason is also likely to remain. Uh, yeah, the Blue Jays were benefic- uh, beneficiaries of an expanded playoff pool this year. Uh, and if it's here to stay and it comes, I don't think people necessarily can put an asterisk on making that the playoffs, even though it's only 60 games. But, Craig, I think some people still need some convincing on this expanded playoff format. Maybe that's because of the format. I know they wanted to eliminate as much travel as possible because of the pandemic, but three road games for a lower seed uh, at the higher seed. You've got to think that maybe they consider giving uh, one of the teams a home game uh, if fans are allowed and you can travel somewhat safely because that's such a big revenue boost for that team in a particular time. But Craig, if expanded playoffs are here to stay, we'll touch on the ghost runner or the runner on second later, but if expanded playoffs are here to stay, then does that make you excited? Are you upset about it? Do they need to change the regular season a little bit to make the division chase a little bit more meaningful? Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Because there's a lot of different opinions out there on if expanded playoffs are good or not. I think it's good to a point, but this one was a little weird. (laughs) Did he lose us again? No, no, he's here. Nope, I'm here. <laughs> this sounded really odd there for a second. Sorry. So, but yeah, I um, I think in some shape or form it's going to stay. I really would be shocked if they take a step back here because at a minimum here, guys, it's more primetime service for a Major League Baseball team at a minimum, right? And you're talking about, yeah, maybe there were some teams that shouldn't have made the playoffs this year. But there's a way, I think, that they can find some ways around that to actually expand this. Baseball is still one of the um, lowest percentage in uh, who makes the playoffs in any sport that is accepted. And uh, I just think it's kind of crazy that they don't have more people making it. But I also am, uh, you know, old school that I like the, you know, they're only these are the best teams that make it. I don't know if I want to see like what was it a few years ago that the Eagles, the Jets made it in with a sub zero uh, <laughs> or sub 500 freaking record in the NFL playoffs. That was a little weird. I don't think that's earned. I feel like there's something else that you got to get in this situation to be able to do that. And I think what they're going to end up doing is they're going to have to do something to guarantee that the better teams that actually win the divisions actually get some kind of incentive or a bye week. Right. Yes. That is the most ridiculous thing about what is currently on paper. You're talking the Rays were the best team in baseball this year in the American League, right? Yeah, it's great that they got to play us being the quote-unquote last seed, but 
wouldn't you think they get some kind of incentive to even push for that in the first place? Why not just suck and be the best team on paper and play shittier teams? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If the Rays, the Rays, I think would have made it against anybody that they're, you know, playing in the American League this year. But if they started off playing somebody that was more mediocre or average throughout the whole playoff race, they could have maybe made it there less taxingly. Is all yeah. I was thinking. True, Adam. So, yeah, I mean, I understand the motive behind it. You want more eyes and you're expanding the teams, right? So now you have uh, more territories and more eyeballs on the game. Um, it, obviously, this isn't blind to any Toronto Blue Jays fan. The, the, the Canadian ratings don't necessarily benefit the MLB, but who cares? Um, I don't. Um, <laughs> sure as hell benefits our owner if they actually are well. Yeah, so, yeah, oh, exactly. Okay with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um and, you know, I, I think there's something to having the opportunity to see more teams in the playoffs. It obviously gives an element of anything can happen. Now, the chances of the eighth seed going all the way to the World Series is very low. Um, but still, it's it, it's one of these baseball things where, hey, anything can happen. It's true. Um, I don't necessarily mind the runner on second rule. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I, I, if If he wants to keep it keep it i don't really care but um the most the, the thing that i want to focus on the most though is the playoffs because i just think it is fun and i do think there is an element that the the best team should get incentivized in some way there should be a bye week i do agree with that 100 percent um and keep the the shortened series in the beginning of a three-game series i think that makes things really tight and you really have to come up with a nice you know chess match for that um i don't hate it I, let's put it that way. I don't hate it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I 100% agree with the bye weeks. If I had a scenario which I could pick how a postseason would go down with an expanded format, I'd cut it down a tad, maybe not eight. I would do kind of what the NFL does, where you have six teams in each conference or league make it. Your division winners are guaranteed spots. Your top two get a bye. So third place or the third or the third weakest or strongest uh, division winner has to play one of the three wildcard teams. So they'll play wildcard number three. And then wildcard one, wildcard two, play against each other. Whether that's a three-game series or five-game series, winners go on, and they meet the top two division winners in each conference. Now, that could bring a whole other discussion in here, is if it's realignment on the table, because that's been talked about for a while. Baseball's thought about expanding to 32 teams. If you go to 32, it makes perfect sense to either scrap the divisions or go four divisions of four, like the NFL does. And then that playoff format, it's only expanded by one team, but it keeps more teams in the race, which makes it more exciting. You have four division winners that get a spot, though two weakest ones still have to play in the first round against one of the two wildcard teams. That gives me incentive as division winners. You want to be the best team in the American League or the second best to have a bye in the first round. You want to make sure that you win your division as well, even if you're not as good as the top two teams, so you do get home field advantage in that series. Regardless of how it plays out, are you guys in favor of an expanded playoff format, and how does this help the Blue Jays moving forward? Because in my mind, if it is expanded playoffs, if it's six, seven, or eight teams, they got to be making it quite consistently from here on out, don't they? I think even if we went... Somebody on Twitter, and I really, really wish I remember who the hell did this. Oh. It was, it was, uh, I, it was somebody that did the blog stuff like we did. Mm -hmm. it, that dove into this and looked back to the Blue Jays' last World Series appearance in 1993. 
obviously back-to-back champs. Right. But under the current 2020 playoff scheme, there was only like two or three years out of all that drought that we would have made the playoffs. I wouldn't have made the playoffs. I mean, wouldn't every other year we, but that's the dynasty level stuff, guys. Yeah. We haven't had shitty fucking teams. <laughs> we have had extremely mediocre teams. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yes. make it over the hurdle. <laughs> so, and, and there was a couple of years there. Uh, 2003, we should have had the MVP and the Cy Young Award. That year had Blue Jays written all over it. The problem was we played a damn division with the Yankees and the Red Sox. Yeah. That was a wonderful team. That was one of the best teams we had in years. Delgado, like I said, should have been MVP. A-Rod steroids. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then Halliday literally just taking the ball every fifth day and being a freaking god. On yeah. the there's really – I can't even say it any other way. I really just can't because there's just – if you made a pitcher for one season, he did everything he should have done. Yeah. And – so having that knowledge that that's what the playoff picture could be going forward from now on, the Blue Jays are going to be hard-pressed to really screw up and miss the playoffs. I really don't see how – they're going to be like, you know, in hockey, the Detroit Red Wings. As much as I hate them, they always made the playoffs. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you got that ticket to the dance, just let it – you can ride it and go right to the World Series no matter how this thing works out. Brendan, I do love that idea of having that wild card, like, mash fest yes, yeah. on there. I really think that would be something to watch. Almost, I Because then you could bring back that sudden death game. So yeah. Two people on the lowest pull, on the low low end there, and then have a quick little three game series all in a week, and then run into your normal playoff structure, and it wouldn't be anything too out of the crazy. But I there was something about that, and I don't know if it's just because of the Edwin uh, home run, that mm. wild card sudden death all yeah. out throw it all away game. There is something fun about that, and I really do not want them to go away from that one game sudden death thing. I think there is something that baseball accidentally stumbled onto there. And it was something that was created from that wild card Wednesday that happened to happen before the playoffs that one year when the Rays just happened to sneak into the playoffs because they came back and won against the Yankees. So, yeah. Yeah. I I think the, the whole wild card matchup mashup thing, I think that's actually a really fun idea. And it's an, again, it's a nice little kickoff to the playoffs. Um, you're, You're watching, I wouldn't say shitty teams, but you're watching scrappy teams like fight and claw their way into the actual quote unquote playoff bracket race, which I think there's something to that. I think that there's an element of rooting for those teams to succeed. Um, and also, you know, that kind of tickled me when you said 32 teams. I really like that. I really like I that idea. It's... Yeah. And realign divisions in a way um, to make it four, 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 four. Um, oh, yeah, it, I, you would have to put Tampa into Montreal, and I think that the next team would be, well, obviously that would maintain. So I think they would add a team, and they're saying Tennessee is a huge uh, place to have it. And I don't know, is there any other place that they, Vegas maybe? Go nuts, man. Add yeah. the Expos, bring the Vancouver Canadians to be a Major League Baseball team. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, hey, the Diamondbacks have been on Yeah. <laughs> I, I markets would take baseball in five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. No, they've talked about Tennessee. I've seen that. Uh, Portland has been mentioned consistently just for another West Coast team. Yeah. Other one was Charlotte because they have such a nice uh, AAA stadium that yep. it could temporarily be a major league facility. Uh, so those are the draw. 
ridiculous already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So one of those three or four markets, I think, would be the one for sure. Yeah, I can't see the Jays falling out of the East, though. So if it's if it's going to be um, maybe they go into the National League, which if, if they're going to utilize a, a universal DH, I, I don't know if that would be such a bad thing. But if they're not, you're going to still have that Jays, X-Rays, uh, Yankees, Red Sox. And you could probably put Baltimore. You could make an argument for them to be not in the East, um, maybe in the South, maybe. Um, but gonna, they're going to have to quadrant it out like that or something. Yeah. You know, it's going to be like the Northeast then the fucking Sunset Belt or yeah, <laughs> something weird, you know, because baseball teams aren't line don't line up as pretty as the uh, other sports do. Right. Right. Give, give me a division with the Tigers, the Indians and Royals. Yeah. Whoever. The Great Lake uh, Division. Great Lake Division. <laughs> White Sox. You could include one of the teams from the East, whether that's the Yankees or the Red Sox. But really could put the Blue Jays in on that and just go, you know, Blue Jays, Tigers, Indians, and um, yeah. there's got to be another team in there that's on the Great Lakes. I'm Ooh, if, they're, if they're really realigning, you could do Pittsburgh. No Cubs. Whoever. No, not the Cubs. But, <laughs> hey, if you do Detroit and Cleveland as an example in a division, both of those cities are three and a half hours, four-hour drives from Toronto. You'll get crazy road weekends and road trips and even – reignite rivalries where Tigers fans and Cleveland fans will come to Toronto to see games. That's a division right for the picket. I don't know about you guys right there. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so bring us I, back yeah. bad members of 85. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the MLB would be hard pressed to remove the Jays from the East though, which is unfortunate because yeah. I, I think they just love the aspect of seeing them battle it out with the Yankees and Red Sox and now the Rays. Um, so, although it would be really fun to see the Jays capitalize over all three of those teams, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that you, it, the icing on the cake. You are the best. Yeah, team. Well, if you're yeah. Winning that division, period. Running with it. Period. <laughs> there is not a year where that is not competitive outside of a pandemic year. Yeah. So it would be competitive. It would be fun. And hopefully, there's never another pandemic year again in our lifetime. That's what I'm saying. I hope so. <laughs> Average every hundred years, so we're yeah. Good. <laughs> hey, that's pretty well. always in the twenties too. Eighteen twenty, nineteen twenty, twenty twenty. There you go. But yeah, no, I think we're all agreement. The expanded playoff format does benefit the Blue Jays. I mean, you should be making it every year, Craig. As you said, if that format was in place the last or during the drought, they would have made it all but three years or two years. So they would have at least been in the dance. You get in the dance, you take your chances. You might draw a good matchup if you're good you might draw an even better matchup yeah. the runner on second base adam you touched on it briefly and craig i want to get your thoughts on this too i cut i didn't like it the first few weeks of the season and maybe that's because the blue jays got absolutely screwed over and shin yamaguchi was pitching in situations he probably shouldn't have the first few games but as it went along it was kind of nice knowing that there was a very good chance the game wasn't going much beyond the 10th inning and then I could get to bed at a reasonable hour. And I'm sure that a lot of people, as I get older, are rooting for that. And the beat writers are always rooting for that because they want to get their pieces done and submitted on deadline. So deleted that article. Yeah, I <laughs> Guilty myself of that when we were writing at Jay's Journal, all the minor league recaps I used to do. Oh, uh, yes. yes. Suck. <laughs> I, I, I have to redo recaps as well. It is terrible. So I, I sympathize with that. I feel for them. But Craig... I don't know. Are you still very opposed to the runner on second idea? Did you warm up to it as the season went along? uh, Or do you just not want it to be back ever? 
after hearing what you two both said, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. I really don't. (laughs) (laughs) So, but no, I I get the idea of what they're trying to do. And yes, the get the game over with mentality. It's the same thing as why hockey went to the shootout after one four on four overtime. It's to get the game over with in a timely fashion. My biggest problem is you didn't earn that win, in my opinion. Yep. You were given a runner, and I don't care. You could have the best lockdown closer in baseball. I don't care who it is. You could bring back even freaking Mariano Rivera. I think Mariano Rivera would have problem doing this, starting an inning out with a guy on second. I really think that even somebody of his quality would have issue with this whole thing, just because he's not supposed to have a guy there. He right. could be, like I said, he yeah. could be the best pitcher in baseball. I didn't give up a hit. Why the hell is that guy there? <laughs> you know, and so it just it's another mind game and it's another thing to worry about where that in that situation, somebody really should be just mowing through hitters. And especially with that kind of a quality arm, if you get to this, the 12th inning or whatever, then things how many games go past 12 innings? Even I would be worried about. Yeah, I don't I feel like I can probably over the last two years count them on, you know, maybe at least my hands and my fingers and my toes, <laughs> you know, so See? but. I kind of like what you were stumbling across there. Would you guys be in favor of keeping the rule if in the 10th and maybe the 11th it was as per normal? And if it goes beyond that, then bring in the runner in the 12th inning and beyond to see if you can wrap it up then? Would that make it better for everybody? That would sell me on it, and I'm very against it. My biggest problem is in the 10th inning, it's still a ball game. Oh, totally. You know, okay, it's it's your skip, like using that hockey analogy, right? You're skipping the regular everyday four-on-four hockey and going right to the shootout where right. you know the game's going to end. Yeah. And I just did any of the games this year. I can't, cause I can't recall. Did any of them go into the 11th inning with that ruck, the runner on second or go into the 12th? That's a good question. We'll have to look that up. I don't recall. You guys recall. No. I feel like every one of them ended in the 10th. Yeah. I might, or maybe one. That up. <laughs> That's a very good question. I don't remember any blue Jays games going beyond there. I think they may have had one, that went into the 11th. Uh, yeah. So what's the deal about having the 10th and then making like, you know, like you were just alluding to, make it the 11th or the 12th innings, the one that you say, nope, sorry, this game is over. <laughs> Done. Yeah. And that's how you end it. Kind of like you are having that sudden death shootout. Uh, I'm looking at the games. Nothing went over. Uh, one game went to the 11th. And that was it, right? It, one game against Baltimore, we lost. Um it was at, it was in Buffalo. We lost was one Blue Jay game that went over. I don't one Blue Jays game. All yes. that one. So you would think, okay, if you got one Blue Jay game and sixty games to go over like that, extrapolate through the other thirty teams of baseball, you're still counting on you know, like I said, ten digits. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. What and I'd be sh- I would be curious to know what the actual game time is on that one, regardless, because I how feel long like it went? How, yeah, do you have that in front of you? Yeah, three hours and thirty eight minutes. It's I, not terrible. No. If I was at that ball game, I would have been having a great damn time. That's yeah. what a day of yeah. baseball is supposed to be. Me sitting in the, ba- the stands, having a few beers, goofing around with knuckleheads like you guys and having fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, you're, and you're trying to take that out of my time by crushing it down to, the, what, you're saving 20 minutes? Yeah. No, I agree fully. Adam, did you have any thoughts about it? I know you briefly alluded to it, but anything that you want to expand on there? No, when you shine a light on it in that way, it makes a lot more sense. Um Having uh, the first two extra innings, the 10th and 11th, just play as normal. I think that's beneficial. When you get into Joe Panic or Espinal pitching territory, 
let's let's yeah. wrap it up. Let's <laughs> or even to the point where you're bringing in the freaking Will, Wilmer Fonts in extra innings. Yeah. Where you should be ending the game anyways. That's kind of why I was thinking that's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Know? Let's uh, let's avoid injury here. Let's just yeah. let's put him on second. Let's go. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Because typically by the time you get into those extra extra innings, you're already deep into your bullpen. Yes. Yes. Especially with this season that we had, you know, where it didn't seem like anybody in Major League Baseball outside of, you know, the Max Scherzers of the world were making out of the sixth inning. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, no, there's a lot of things happening around Major Leagues, and that leads into the final topic where I just want to touch on briefly, guys. And, Craig, I know that you got to go somewhat soon, so we'll keep it quick. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there was a report yesterday, I think it was The Athletic or Eno Saris or whoever it was that wrote that. Uh, it looks like for 2021, minor league baseball is going to get a shakeup. Some teams are going to perish and not survive the pandemic. Uh, other teams are going to be realigned uh, to be more geographically based for teams' affiliations. Uh, and this is putting the Blue Jays' relationship with Vancouver Canadians at risk uh, because this report is saying Vancouver, as a part of this geographical realignment, would become, I believe it was the double-A team or the single-A team for the Oakland Athletics. Uh, now, Shapiro did say today in his media availability when he was asked about it, it's not true. I haven't heard anything. He's also said that they don't even know what the plans are for the minor leagues going into 2021. So maybe he knows that it's something that's likely going to happen, but can't com on, comment on it yet. Who knows? But Adam, I want to get your thoughts very briefly because there's a lot of Blue Jays fans on Twitter that are very active. Some of them we probably follow, even people in Calgary and Saskatchewan out west that probably have a bit of a connection or even stronger connection with the Blue Jays because they can go to Vancouver Canadians games and be like, I'm seeing the future of the Blue Jays here. I know one uh, girl on Twitter today commented, this sucks because this is how I felt connected to Toronto, being three hours behind them and watching future players. Is this, do you, like, I don't want to say, do you agree with it or uh, do you disagree with it? But do you think that this could hurt baseball in canada a little bit because vancouverites will not have that connection with the only canadian team or does it kind of make sense because it does make sense to have your affiliates a little bit more closer geographically because remember the blue jays had vegas and remember yeah. my boy having like, to go boy. from toronto to vegas all the time now that they have buffalo it just it makes everything so much simpler where you can drive your car or get on a bus or do whatever you have to do and be in toronto in two hours Vancouver and Oakland, it's an hour flight, if that. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Because there's some pretty uh, upset people right now on the West Coast. Yeah, you might have a lot more athletics fans in Vancouver <laughs> as a result or on the west, you know, the western side of Canada. Um, it's, it's kind of weird to me that a team called the Vancouver Canadians isn't affiliated with the Toronto Blue Jays or reportedly <laughs> not affiliated with the Toronto Blue Jays. It's weird. Um, but I do think geographically it sort of makes sense. Like You look at our... Uh, you know, pipeline here. It's Dunedin, New Hampshire, Buffalo, Toronto. Um, it, it's a nice East Coast kind of thing going all the way up. Um, so geographically, it makes sense. Um, my thinking on this is that, again, the pandemic had a lot to do with this in terms of budgetary reasons. And it, I, from reports that I've read, one team had to go. And I don't think they wanted to sacrifice. I don't think Buffalo was going anywhere, but maybe New Hampshire or maybe Dunedin, maybe not because they just, you know, re-upped that facility. But if New Hampshire was on the men's or whatever, you kind of want to keep that to keep those geographical areas close. Um, so it's an unfortunate consequence, but 
it sort of makes sense. And again, we're maybe the Western side of Canada will just become athletics men as a result. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Craig, what do you think? I really wish Ron Manfred would stop messing with the minor leagues. We already <laughs> saw the whole freaking um, the Appalachian League is basically dead from what all counts, which is the Bluefield Blue Bluefield, Jays, yeah. I, right. Unfortunately, it was a place I loved going to. And yeah, now I was it is he even i don't even think it's going to become an independent baseball league i really don't <laughs> so baseball is already one of the hardest sports in, in all sports to break into and now by removing minor league baseball teams you're making it that much harder for somebody to possibly reach their dream so you're you're possibly missing out on somebody that's a crazy great late draft pick like mike piazza yeah, or a Kevin Millar <laughs> playing yeah. in, in baseball and gets to play in you know the World Series with the Red Sox and plays baseball in Toronto for a little bit. So there's a lot of that. That's my biggest takeaway here for the whole realignment of the minor league thing. I don't. I get the idea of moving teams around to to you know increase the you know the pipeline basically so that yeah. you're not jumping around. But does it really matter? Those guys are not going to go from Vancouver. To Toronto in a night. Yeah, exactly. You're talking about six degrees from like Kevin Bacon at that point. You're, you're, yeah. you're, your goal's all the way over here, off my screen. <laughs> and you're never going to make it all the way over there in one season. So it's not like the geographic location actually physically matters for that second. True. Right. Okay, so who does it really break down to that is be convenient for, for them to be all in the ge same geographic location? Scouts. Yeah, yeah that's true. And it's call. really the only person. Very good right? call. So... It being realigned to the point where I don't, I it, to me it's just tinkering at to for the sake of tinkering. I really yeah. don't get it. And uh, to call the team the Canadians that had, was founded basically to be a Toronto Blue Jays baseball team, it just seems really weird. And baseball kills it in that that ballpark right now That's... with being a Blue Jays team. I would be shocked if they get the attendance that they're getting right now if it is not a Blue Jay affiliate. Mm. I, I like really, it. really would be. Yeah. I think some other people are thinking that as well. I do believe that part of the realignment uh, has added a minor league team in Calgary. I think that might have already happened uh, somewhere. I believe Calgary is a single or double A team for somebody uh, in the National League. Yeah, if you want to look it up, please do. Um, but maybe if Vancouver will not be affiliated with Toronto anymore, maybe another Canadian team can get minor league baseball. Maybe this could be a test. For Montreal, maybe Montreal could get a double A team or a triple A team that can be the affiliate of the Blue Jays or Ottawa uh, or somewhere else, Winnipeg. I don't know where, but just somewhere else where you can have that little bit of Canadian tie and bring everybody that's spread across this massive country uh, closer to their team. It sucks. I do feel for the people of Vancouver. I really do. And I agree with you, Craig. I think whether it's Oakland or whoever it is, if that's their team, I think people will still go. But I don't think it will be as strong a connection with the team because they are the Canadians and they feed Canada's only baseball team. Yeah. So I think the unintended or uh, consequences to this that Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball may be blind to bite them in the ass a little bit as this moves forward. Because Vancouver was very well. You're very right on that. Uh, I think that connection right there is the big thing. I think you're going to lose the casual fan. Yes, I agree. To this whole idea. I really do. And guys, I don't know if you've looked at who has played on the Vancouver Canadians and graduated the major leagues. There's a lot of in the very short tenure of the Vancouver Canadians, which is more or less from the year uh, 2011 
to now and previously they were an oracle and a's affiliate i did not know that so oh wow. I guess this would okay. be actually a revert they oh, were wow. founded to be a oakland athletics team in 2000 to 2010 so it was a pretty good run just like the blue jays now are almost at that same match so this is a who's who blue jays players over the last few years from everybody from marcus stroman to noah Syndergaard played there you know kevin pilar aaron sanchez it Sean Doolittle, another game oh, wow. right there, really? you know. <laughs> so Ryan Barucki in recent, you know, years, Kevin Biggio played there. Um, didn't get the Bobachettes and Vladdies and whatnot as they played in Bluefield instead, but because it, it, that, it's the same level in all reality. Right. So, uh, but there is some hella good names on this list, and Dallas Braden throw a new throw a no hitter is yeah. on this list. Oh, and um, it's just crazy that. All of a sudden, we would be losing that what has been a solid base for baseball yeah. and a hell of a way to start a minor league baseball career in that ballpark and in that environment. It is it that's going to be something sorely missed, I think, in the Blue Jays development period, regardless of how this shapes up. They're talking about playing sellout games in minor league baseball. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Mm. And it starts to get them acclimated to the Canadian culture a little bit. I mean, I think. For some people, the culture shock between the two countries is a little much and overblown. It's it's different, but it's not that different. Right. Uh, but it does start to get them uh, a taste of how much Canadians care about their sports teams, uh, especially when it comes to baseball in leagues where we're the only Canadian team, the Toronto Blue Jays. So, And Ryan Barucki met his Canadian wife in Vancouver. Too. There you go. He did. <laughs> Shout out for him. Uh, but yeah. Gentlemen, I know we're almost done here. Uh, and Craig, uh, I want to start with you on this final topic. World Series has gotten started. Started last night. Uh, started off a little rocky for Clayton Kershaw with a few runners on in the first inning. But man, did he ever settle down? Uh, the Dodgers won pretty easily, eight to three. Uh, and now that we're game in, Craig, what are you expecting the rest of the way? What were your predictions before last night, and has that changed based on last night's game? The Rays will not go quietly. <laughs> I really don't think they will. I I think I before said last week when we were talking about who would win or whatnot and everything, I really would be shocked that this is still not a six or a seven game World Series. I agree. I really do. And I did, regardless of what happens tonight, I just don't see the Dodgers running away with this, regardless of how they kicked it off. I do see why people would think that. But the Rays have figured out how to win against everybody. And the only reason I think that the Rays lost last night because the Dodgers didn't try to outraise the Rays. Mm -hmm. They're a first team that didn't fucking try to do that yet. <laughs> so they, the, the Dodgers went out there with Clayton Kershaw and went out there with their best. And yes, Kershaw did have a rocky start and we thought we were going to get a uh -oh, playoff Clayton Kershaw all over again. And no, he battened down the hatches. Mookie Betts showed why the Dodgers, you know, should be paying him what he should be being paid. And everybody here in the States gets free tacos. Is that up there in the, for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> for everybody that doesn't know, Taco Bell has a contest. And uh, like I said, I don't know if it transcends borders or not. But everybody uh, next Wednesday gets a free Doritos Locos uh, oh. taco. <laughs> wow. So. I don't know if that's with or or anything. I just saw that. It's like, oh, I got this hilarious. Because the other catch is my stepdaughter works at Taco Bell. And I'm like, ha, you're going to have a shitty day when you go to work next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she goes, why? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to have a whole new coming your way. <laughs> I told her she's going to have a whole new reason to hate baseball. Yeah. <laughs> 
Adam, what about you? What are your uh, World Series predictions? Uh, have they changed because of last night's game, or are they the same? They're the same. Uh, I called uh, Tampa Bay Dodgers from the jump. Um, I you think I, I said the Dodgers are going to win it. I still think they will. Uh, I do agree with you, Craig, that they're not going. Tampa Bay is not going to go quietly, but I do think this will be over in six. Yeah, I said the Rays on Twitter in six. Uh, the only thing that's making me want to change my mind uh, is the fact that Mookie Betts has had such a huge hand in here, and the Red Sox thought for some reason that they shouldn't pay him uh, what he's actually worth, and now people are like, "Curse of the Bambino round two mm-hmm. in all because of Mookie Betts." So if that's yep. the case, hey, go wild, Mookie Betts, because that as be- a Blue Jay fan, I'm happy with that. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. That, if that means no <laughs> World Series for Boston forever, because they've had a few already, I'm good with that as well. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, gentlemen, anything else you want to add before we uh, do two claps and a Ric Flair and the Let's Go? <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw my tweet earlier or the retweet that um, they were the 20th was the anniversary of the Blue Jay comeback in 93. Yes. Uh, yes. Still one of the most crazy baseball games I've ever watched. I know I was knee high to a duck watching with my dad and staying up way past my bedtime. <laughs> but that is still one of the best ball games I've ever watched. Probably not the best defensively played baseball game I've ever watched, but there was just watching the run, runners go around on both teams is kind of crazy. It, it was very exciting. So what was the final score? 13-10? I believe so, yeah. <laughs> you can find that on YouTube, too. Yeah, we retweeted it from our account the other day. And yeah. I might have to watch 14, that. 14-13. I remember the yeah, announcement. Yeah, 13-13. And I, that was, I just remember freaking Tony Fernandez running in and <laughs> yeah, like Jimmy and Izzy ran it. <laughs> That's a football very under. Oh, yeah. Very, very, very underrated player in that whole World Series. If Paul Motter isn't on that team, I really wouldn't have been shocked if Tony Fernandez won the MVP. Yeah, true. True. That's fair. That's fair. Well, gentlemen, shall we wrap up with our two claps and Ric Flair? Here we go. Woo! Let's go, Blue Jays. Let's go, Blue Jays. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.